morning. Morning, everyone. Good to see you. Good to see you on. Good morning. Monday. Marvellous Monday. It is indeed. Feb 14. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, um, wherever you are. For all those uh, romantics out there, hope you're having a nice day. <laughs> Chocolates, flowers, something or other. Good luck with it all. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you've just got to do a little bit of something romantic to keep the uh, dream alive, folks. But uh, hey, hey, we're going to chat about uh, real estate investing this morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see the regulars here. Stephen, Sean, Margaret, James, Laura, Andrew. Good to see all of you online this morning. few of the early birds catching the worm, so to speak. Uh, if I'll do the quick intros. If anyone is new. Hey, morning, Stu. Morning, Adrian. If anyone's new, Jason Witten's my name. If you, uh, if you don't know already, most of you do. Hopefully... Um, hopefully you're having a great day. If you're new and you're dropping by, leave us a quick comment in the chat. Say hello. Tell us where you're from. No sound? Um, Margaret, no sound? Anyone, no sound? Tell me. Sounds like it's coming through from uh, my end. Margaret, maybe at your end. Who knows? Uh, let me know. <laughs> you never know with this stuff. Paul, Margaret, Tanya. Hopefully you're all good and well, all good, uh, all clear. All right, must be your end, Margaret. Sorry, buddy. We'll kick off the morning. We'll kick off the morning and get into it. Hey, $15 trillion worth of assets or thereabouts anyway. Um, Depends on who you ask and how you look at things and whatever. But it's an interesting one I'm going to sort of go through today. Um, And... um, yeah, it's, uh, whoever the Facebook user is, it depends on if you class your Prince Place residence as an asset. It's an interesting one, that one, isn't it? It's an asset if you're not using it to accelerate in my books and uh, certainly other people have got different ideas and opinions and uh, attitudes towards it. But, um, you know, depending on how you look at it, I include it for all. Hey, Brad, <laughs> how are you, mate? Um, uh, I include it. If it's actively being used as a source of deposits and acceleration for your future, so um, let's have a bit of a look at this. And I stumble across this one on the weekend. I think it's it's about six months old, but it's an interesting conversation to have when it comes to um, our world of property investing. So first things first, though, I do have to get my. Uh, uh, my screen sharing going. Stand by, folks. I thought I had it all sorted here, and um, I didn't. So let's go. Here we go. We're on. We're on now. Um, away we go. So real estate underpins Australia's wealth, and this is sort of since 2000. This is uh, dated for um, 2021. I think it was June 21. Uh, well, that was the dates of this little report, and it's probably gone even a bit further than this. Uh, well, it has since um, since then. But it's interesting when we look at where is the wealth stored in Australia, where is, you know, significance about some money and value, um, and uh, it does include the Prince Place of Residence, 
because for most Australians, we have 54.3, according to this report, which is about right. We meet a lot of people, you know. Uh, over 50% of our wealth, over 50% of our dollars and cents locked up uh, in our real estate. And it was a good question there um, from Brad about, you know, is your PPR an asset? Um, and, uh, you know, do you count it? And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. But look at this, folks. As you look across here, the total at this point um, was, you know, $15.5 trillion worth of assets across, you know, four styles of, of asset class. And, and, and super is certainly a vehicle that in, invests in other assets. But, you know, $8.6 trillion in real estate, residential real estate, team. Residential real estate, massive, huge, 55% or thereabouts, 55% um, of that space in there, uh, pretty pretty significant. You've got commercial real estate, which is not as significant, 5% of the wealth in Australia. That's an area. You, you slice it. I wonder if they include the farms and other things. But, well, you know, this is an interesting conversation. And, you know, we don't have to get dived down in the specifics. I want to spin this out today into a conversation about strategy and investment concepts when we look at this stuff. Uh, super, you know, there's, you know, there's a pretty significant amount of money uh, in our super. Australia, Australia has one of the largest superannuation uh funds in the world uh, per capita. So it's an interesting one, that one. And uh, I think in the future, uh, this is my call. I've chatted to a few people. We've got to keep an eye on the, the government. They'll, they'll try and stick their grotty fingers in our super. And that's why for me, that's why for me, I like to have that super out and in control um, in assets that I like. But we'll, we might talk about that a bit later on. And the stock market, the Australian stock market, I think that's about 18%. Of the of the tally here. When you look across here, I think there's a percent or two missing, but I rounded it up or down. Um, it's a pretty big amount of dollars and cents, fifteen trillion dollars. Now, how can we use this as a bit of an idea when it comes to setting a bit of a strategy when it comes to our investment world? Our investing world. For most people, let's talk about this. You know, the number of dwellings, ten point six million dwellings. In Australia, let's talk about the place where, for most of us, it all starts. A principal place of residence, you get your PPR. And uh, is it an asset? Is it not? The challenge for all of us is that, uh, you know, we're fed this conversation, this concept that you're um, uh, from a very early age, which is not very accurate, <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest, that if you... Uh, if you go to work, buy a house, get married, have kids, pay off your house, you know, uh, in retirement, you're going to be rich. Well, that's not necessarily true, all right? Because a lot of people end up with a lot of wealth in their Prince Place of Residence and they don't have any income. The challenge is this. What is an asset? Oh, it's only, it's only two Ts. What is an asset? And, and, you know, for all of us, do we have assets? Are they working? For me... Number one, an asset creates an income. Okay, when we look at our PPR, that's a cross. It doesn't create an income if it's just your house, It's if it's you're just living there, right? Number two, 
you get some growth. Okay. Uh, well, the PPR gets some growth. And number three, we get some tax deductions. Okay. And I like that concept because some assets are efficient in some way, shape, or form. And there's going to be a cross end of tick there at the same time. You don't get any deductions personally in your income space, but you do get some deductions when it comes to capital gains tax, which is good. So, you know, how do we spin that PPR into turning it into a proper income producing asset? Um, uh, yeah, does it hold crypto holdings? Maybe not, Brad. Maybe not. I don't think it does, this, this report. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it, um, the crypto space? I don't think they've incorporated their reports in this, in, this, uh, in this space just yet when it comes to that. So let's have a look at this. We've got the idea of creating assets, understanding assets, assets, income, produce. Now, at this moment in time, you might not be producing a net income, which is putting extra cash in your pocket, but you're producing income. Uh, yeah, Chriso, equity arbitrage. That's what we can talk about here. So let's have a look at this. Let's talk about these four spaces, these four runways, these four forms of wealth, and are you maximizing, are you taking advantage of of these assets or these asset classes? And it doesn't have to be all of them. It can be some of them, whatever it might be. Let's go through this when it comes to owning some assets and maximizing where we're at. Okay, let's talk about this, PPR. All right, and in this space, residential real estate's got two runways. What's the value of a PPR? We just talked about one of them, folks. Um, um, And the number one value when it comes to asset value is capital gains tax-free, zero capital gains tax, all right? Personal place of residence, your prince place of residence, is capital gains tax-free if and when you sell the thing, okay? Now, how can we take advantage of that? Tell me in the chat what's it called, um, the strategy we're going to deploy with our Prince Place of Residence, okay? Um, Chriso uh, has said in there, number one, it's a good strategy. We call it equity arbitrage, EA, equity arbitrage. You take money from your home and you put it into another place which you can earn you money. There's a number of ways you can do that, and we're going to talk about that over here. The second strategy when it comes to your Prince Place of Residence, um, boom, Chriso, the PPR upgrade strategy. So the upgrade strategy, up the upstrap. Okay, you take a house where you are and either do the highest and best use of that property, maximize its value, or at some point you sell that property, capital gains tax-free, and buy a more expensive property, capital gains tax-free. And in the future, team, you guys you guys should know this. And if you don't, it's great that you're maybe finding out today. In the future, you may downsize that property and the gains, you want the gains to be maximized. You don't stay in the same place without uh, upgrading it or um, moving if you want to maximize your wealth, okay, as we go along. Now, for me, that PPR upgrade strategy, I reckon... For most of us, we should aim at two to three times PPR upgrade strategy, okay? Let's go and look at this. Investment properties. So this is residential investment properties. They're like a dual runway here, okay? 
Now, um, major benefits of investment properties. You create an income, a passive income that is the most reliable passive income we can invest in across all of these, all of these systems here. You get an income that is paid weekly across the whole world. Uh, I think it's paid a bit differently, but it's the most regular income you can create. You guys have probably heard this one before. Passive income paid weekly. You get to get some leverage, leverage in investment properties. You put in 10% and you can borrow 90%. That leverage is fantastic when it comes to our wealth creation. Massive leverage. And you get some tax deductibility in your against your um, PAYG income. And also, you get some capital gains tax advantages. You get some discounts in there. So we're ticking off these couple of strategies, okay, which is all of you listening in right now should be all over this one, you know, like a rat up a drain pipe. I don't know where that saying comes from, but, you know, you should be all over that one. And there's plenty of ways to slice and dice that one in there as we invest in some real estate. Let's go and have a look at the world of commercial and there's two versions of the commercial real estate as well, okay? I'm a big fan. If you are a business owner, if you're a business owner listening in, business owners, this is your uh, your real property, your real property asset. Um, in the world of business, small to medium businesses have uh, a little advantage when it comes to their business value. Okay, folks, chuck it in the chat if you if you know what it is. If you're a business owner listening in right now, this one is certainly a great one to consider. Most of us, uh, if we're in business, hopefully we're going to stay in business uh, for a good chunk of time. One of the good parts about owning a business, you have an advantage. You've got an opportunity to have a $2 million sale of a business in the future and depending if you qualify, which most small to medium businesses do, uh, check with your accountant on this one, $2 million capital gains tax-free. Free, no capital gains tax. Boom, Chris, you're all over it this morning, mate. $2 million of value free, no tax. But, you know, hey, Jason, hang on. I own a coffee shop. Uh, I, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a plumber. I've only got a few trucks. Like, you know, uh, no one's going to pay me $2 million for my business. Well, this is where the good part about a piece of commercial real estate comes in. You can buy your own property that you run your business from, and that forms part of the sale, and you can tick that box when it comes to a big gain. No tax on $2 million, which includes the sale of a piece of real estate attached to your business. How good's that? Away we go. Now, over here, investment property when it comes to commercial. For most investors, I'm not a fan of it directly. I'm not a fan directly of the commercial real estate space. There's a few people who do it, a few people who like it. It's, it's certainly more 
cash intensive, the, the LVRs are a little bit lower. They, they tend to be 70% or less. Um, and the vacancies, uh, if you get it wrong, can be significant, sometimes even years. Okay? So for me, for most people, for most investors, uh, direct ownership of commercial real estate is inappropriate for your um, for your investment world. If you can buy five residential pieces of real estate, I would prefer that. Yes, the income is higher over here, but the volatility comes along with it, okay? Right, let's have a quick look at your super, superannuation. What is a value in there, team? It's reduced uh, capital gain. It's reduced taxes, uh, reduced capital gains tax, and reduced income tax, all right? Uh, Income tax. And in retirement phase, this one, you guys already know this, I'm quite sure, you could pay zero and zero up to a portion of $1.7 million worth of assets. So are you running that strategy? Are you maximizing that strategy? Across all of this wealth, you know, we're having a look at what we're up to. And there's plenty of things in there you can do. Speak to your advisors about, you know, taking advantage of that stuff. And lastly, but not least, the stock market. Now, I don't know much about the world of the stock market, so I'm not going to comment too much this morning on this one. But what I do know is that uh, as you grow your wealth, having some of your wealth invested as a bit of a diversification strategy across all four of these platforms makes a little bit of sense. For me, for me, for property investors, the majority of activity happens over here. Majority activity happens over here. We get a bit in there. Then the other two for me are bonuses when it comes to diversifying and getting your wealth up and out as we go. So remember, you know, 55% of the wealth in Australia is over in that runway. So for me, you know, maybe, maybe we'll look at this and we say we would maybe balance up some of our focus as we go in those percentages or thereabouts when it comes to running our investment property and investment portfolio. Massive amounts of value and wealth out there. How do we run our strategies? This is not a new message you guys are hearing from me today, but it's always nice to see how it weaves in. It's nothing new, but for all of us, we've got to stay on track because, remember, there's a couple of sayings around here that we like. Well, I like anyway. Hope you like them. (laughs) Buy well, never sell. Over there in the residential real estate space, buy some good real estate and keep it, folks. And this thing's in marathon, not a sprint. Think about this. Think about those four runways plus a couple of extra sub-runways in there of wealth, you know, pathways to wealth. And what are we doing at what time to create and generate that wealth and keep it for the future, okay? Hopefully that made sense this morning, folks. 15 
plus trillion dollars of wealth out there. Hopefully you're getting a bit of yours and building yours for the future when it comes to your passive income um, that you want to live off at some point. Let's hope um, that you've got that plan locked away. If you don't, if you don't, reach out to your coach. And if you don't have a coach, you should get one. Uh, I'm a bit biased on that, but uh, let us know if you need any help. All right, folks, that's about it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted today. Nothing else, nothing else. Monday, have a fabulous rest of your Monday. Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat, 8.10. We'll do it again. Let me know in the chat if there's anything you want me to talk about. Always happy to, uh, to pass comment and uh, pontificate on what's going on out there in the marketplace. All right, team, that's it. You guys take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow.